Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I am Quinn, your keeper of monster and mysteries. With me today are Tio. Hello, I'm Tio, and I play Constantina Rodescu, the expert. Kyle. Hello, I'm Kyle, and I play Alvin Hughes, the monstrous. And Hannah. Hi, it's Hannah. I play JR the Crooked. Last name? All right. Give us the last name. That was my ploy, <laughs> too. I wanted to see if she'd give it accidentally. <laughs> nice. Dang it. Nice. Nice try. Nice Hold try. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Nice try. Shoot. Darn. We'll have to try a different method. <laughs> it was a good ploy. <laughs> Thank you. Last time, we began with a skirmish in the studio as Constance and Alvin fought against the mysterious digital invader. After destroying the phones that appeared to be serving as conduits for its presence, the two of you were able to free JR from her coma-induced trip down memory lane. After some respite and research, you set out for the hospital where five new victims had just been admitted. A bit of interference by Dorian meant JR was the only one to make it back into the patient's wing, where she found a recently awakened Brad Henderson sporting the same peculiar bite mark as her and Alvin. Before we jump in, Alvin, you leveled up last time. Do you Dorian. know what advancement you're going to take? Yes. I am going It's a move from the wronged playbook, and it's, <laughs> it's my nemesis, Dorian. Dorian! <laughs> Dorian. Get him! <laughs> Uh, no, it is a move from another playbook, but it is from the Searcher playbook in the uh, Tome of Mysteries. Uh, again, I think this is the second one I've taken from this playbook. But it aligns with Alvin's just get in the way of the bad stuff mentality, and it is prepared to defend, which is whenever I suffer harm, when I kick some ass or protect someone, I suffer one less. So that makes me a real toughie, real tough boy. Yeah. You're a big, Doubling meaty, up on tough, tough boy. Tough boy. You're a big, meaty, tough boy. Alvin is very inquisitive, so it makes sense he would take two from the searcher. <laughs> yes. So we're going to open a few hours ahead with the three of you back in Constance's studio. I think you arrive to find Stan just getting set up, beginning to try to fix the kitchen window that was broken by the fire during the skirmish. And uh, the three of you have a chance to regroup and plan out your next steps. Well, I found out something interesting. And I hold up my arm so that they can see the bite marks on my wrist. Brad's got the same marks that I do. And I'm willing to bet that the rest of the other students in the hospital do as well. And I thought it looked a little bit like a snake. But Brad said it looked like maybe a spider bite. And frankly, that sounds a little bit more like what we're looking at. So, mm. Constance, do you know anything about a spooky creepy spider that also has a fondness for internet dating huh <laughs> what huh so sorry i'm uh constance is sitting at her kitchen countertop feverishly trying to tape back together her insurance card which she like cut up into really small pieces <laughs> as a sign of protest it was very cool and she's still she's saying that out loud. it was very cool jr you would have been proud um yeah sorry Constance, just give give yep. that to me yeah I, oh. I can get you i can get you a new insurance card just <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> hey, that's just not step. what i was looking just, for but nope i'll oh. get you a new insurance card it's okay. fine it's no problem it's no problem it's not um. just just give that to me <laughs> give my mom's that, insurance. Give, it's fine i'll that's get you okay. one it'll be no problem i don't want to ask her great, for another one gold you're gonna have that. great coverage you're gonna have okay. like the best prescription coverage so just like and jr puts her hand over and just like takes the pieces uh, constance is concerned but also like has learned to choose her battles with jr <laughs> okay you were sorry you were saying uh spiders I don't remember reading about any of that, but 
this is an online, very modern big bad. So why don't we try to just search the internet? And then I like sheepishly pull out a laptop that is most definitely a laptop that my parents purchased for me and it's very fancy and I I hate bringing it out for that reason. (laughs) It also has a bunch of stickers all across it, including hiding the Apple symbol because I I hate that I do have a Mac. Yeah. Um, Anyway, (laughs) okay, so I'm going to go ahead and I guess what I would like to do is search the internet for any semi-reputable forums or places where maybe they've talked about some sort of like digital spider type thing. You're going on a weird Reddit thread. It's fine. You can say that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think this is even more underground than that. This is like some random server that someone has set up. I imagine I've looked into some of this to try to connect the dots with some of the books in my library from my boonie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and investigate this mystery. Yeah, go ahead. Roll it. Looking back through some old, like, GeoCities websites. Yeah, the they're very difficult to read. It's like red on black, you know? Yeah, with twinkle star backgrounds. For sure. <laughs> That's a seven. Hold one. Let's just confirm that we're actually looking for some sort of modern digital spider big bad. Uh, what sort of creature is it? So what you can determine from an investigative mystery role always depends on the context that you're investigating. And I don't think that trolling dark web forms will tell you what sort of creature it is. Mm. Okay. What about where did it go? I think you are going through some deep, dark forums. (laughs) I have some stuff bookmarked that's like, you know. You've gone past Reddit. Oh, yeah. Imagine a dark Yoohoo. <laughs> Yahoo. Yoohoo. <laughs> you that is the dark Yahoo. You You've delved into 4chan. You've gotten into 8chan. Oh no. You've gotten into 12 chan. chan. <laughs> pull out. You're pull up out. to 20 chan. No. Ooh. We're losing her. The dwarves delved too deep. <laughs> oh god. Tell me what you're looking for and like how are you searching? Are you posting or are you just like scanning? Like what what sort of search term are you looking for? I think I'm doing both. I think I'm first just Because search- there's no like search of the dark web. No, you sort no, of have no. to like get in there and crawl around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, there, there's no like literal page. I can get no. Um, <laughs> I'm just literally going to some of these forums that I know are are really deep into like describing strange phenomenon. And I'm first just doing like general searches for like digital dating spider. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> digital spider coma phone dating. I'm kind of just combining all this stuff and seeing what pops up. And then if nothing relevant pops up, then I'm leaving a post on each of these forums. You know, hopefully check back later or I might get a response right away because, you know, if you're in that community, You've got the alert set for that kind of stuff, right? (laughs) And you do get a response right away. Not on the first form, not on the second, but I think on probably the third. You get a response almost immediately that is a hyperlink that says, click here to learn the truth. Oh, Uh -oh. God. I'm about to click it, and then I stop myself, and I go, hey, gang, Mm. I think I figured out a problem with our our plan. What's that? The thing is also online. 
I'm pretty sure that this is it responding to us. Do not click that link. But it says we want to click that. No, 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 no. Yeah. As you say that, all of the lights in the studio flicker. Yeah. And the phone in the bathroom starts to buzz. And the TV flips on and off again. And all the electronic devices seem to be malfunctioning around you. Hmm. And then it stops. I think you should click on it. I want to learn I the truth. I think we want to click on it. What? Wanna... No! Okay. What? No! <laughs> no! Hold on! But it says it says right there. Constance, oh, you should totally you click guys. on it. Oh my oh, no. gosh, you guys! Says Stan from the kitchen. <laughs> this is why clickbait Listen, articles work. It's not so bad. It's not like if it whammies, uh, it will burn your computer. No! No! You know how hard I had to work to get this dang computer. You know how much groveling and dinners were involved. Okay, hold JR on. will get you a new one. Hold right? Hold on. What Here's a, a question. What's a clickbait? Oh boy, we'll have a conversation. Look, you get me that insurance card and I will tell you all about clickbait. We'll learn from each other, okay? All right, Um, deal. Deal. (laughs) I I just realized that we know how to get people out of comatose, how to hurt it in that way, but we have no idea how to just kill it. Probably should have figured that one out, huh? (laughs) Um, So we now have a way to bait it. We can wait on this link. It'll come. But we need to know what we do when that happens. What if it is upset about us potentially viewing this link? That's why it shook everything for a little bit and made your phone buzz. Mm. Right? Uh, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> That's an idea. So when I deal with spiders, I usually get a really heavy book. Ooh, got it. I grab a big book off the lore library. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I have a flamethrower. We've a book is fine, but I guess I've seen I, that on the internet on how to handle. Is it spiders. that book right there? And I point to a bookshelf. What about uh, what about that one? That one looks pretty oh heavy. Gosh. Yeah, take that one. That one's the entire works of uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. It's huge. Perfect for for spiders. Thank you. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, noted monster hunter. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm ready to go. That's for sure. Um, Not all the books are occult research. Sometimes you just, you know, like to cozy up with a good novel. Yeah. Yeah. Studying Scarlet. Okay. This seems like a very dumb idea. I'm just going to put that out there. (laughs) We were preparing to. I don't know, smack a literal spider, but like, do you remember ever seeing this spider? Like, you you have the bite, but you don't ever remember seeing it, right? You just looked at the screen and it happened. You said yeah. something about seeing a, a shimmery something when you burned the phones. Here's an idea, and I put my laptop down. I, I like beckon you guys to come with me. I'm going to walk to the bathroom because... These are all online forums. My browser is connected across my various devices. So I am going to pick up the phone that I've been avoiding in the bathroom. That way, if you if you need to destroy something, it's my phone and not my laptop. <laughs> you have 76 push notifications. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take a screenshot. Because I'm so excited that I have so many messages. Uh, And they are all warnings from Credit Karma, warning Uh. you that your identity has been stolen and you need to contact them right away. Oh, boy. Hmm. Is that clickbait? And to open the app and verify your contact information. Yeah, well, that's phishing. We'll get into phishing. 
I sit down on the floor, first of all, because if I'm going to go, look, I'm preparing for this experience. (laughs) And I kind of, I look at you two and I'm like, all right, you know what to do, right? No burning. You just destroy the phone. Don't set fire to anything else in the house. I learned my lesson on that one. And we don't touch the laptop, okay? I need a con- I need a yes, confirmation. How, how firm are you on the no? What if the spider shows up here? Can I, I click it? I click it. I'm like, it's <laughs> no time for debate. <laughs> oh, just take sweet release. Take Let me, me out of here. <laughs> Let death come for me on swift wings. <laughs> Constance, you press the accept button on your phone and suddenly it just goes white and starts to glow. And as it does so, the lights in an all too familiar fashion begin to flicker and falter overhead. And the microwave turns on its own volition. The Bluetooth record player in the corner starts to malfunction. The television is bleeding that strange static sound and you can feel the hairs on your neck start to rise. Perhaps it's out of fear, but it feels more like static. And then all of the lights go out and the glass overhead shatters. Constance, your phone is glowing brightly and the laptop, which you had placed face down, flips all the way open and you can hear the spine of it snap. Ah. No! Ah, jeez. The worst outcome. A bright light bursts forth, almost a beam shooting upward. And then like individual spotlights, they start to move and change and bend, almost like legs. And as they do so, they start to disappear. And as this creature begins to take form, the size of a small car, it vanishes into the darkness. Uh-oh. Flamethrower! What do you do? <laughs> Flamethrower! I throw the book at it. I scream and like, <laughs> like throw this book across the room at it. I look sheepishly at my bowl. <laughs> Was it big enough? I don't think it's I big a enough. Bowl. <laughs> um, I, so I'm awake still. You are still awake. The phone in your hand is glowing and it's flickering and you can see the screen such that it is. It doesn't even look like a screen anymore. It looks like light is pushing outwards towards you. I dropped the phone and I am looking for my flamethrower. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where I put that. <laughs> so, JR, you're throwing the book at this creature as it disappears into the darkness? Yeah. Okay. And I and I, I scream too. Let's, I think let's... you throw the book yeah. and it sails forward and there's a thunk and you can hear it hit and then fall to the ground. And in response there is a oh, fuck. low digital hiss oh! and you can hear furniture being thrown about as this seemingly now invisible oh, monster fuck. Oh, fuck. is thrashing about in the dining room, probably about five feet away from you. This is good news. <laughs> this okay, is great news. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so we're, hold on, I've got an idea. We're in the living room, right? It's in the dining room? 
I don't think we established the exact positioning, but it sounds like you put the laptop further away from you than being in the same room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I grab, um, I'm going to assume that Constance, like most people I know, has blankets on her couch. And I am going to grab a blanket and throw it towards where I think this thing is so that we yes. can see it or like mm. see the shape of it. And I absolutely got inspiration for this from that one scene in The Conjuring where she's out hanging laundry <laughs> and like it blow- it's, uh, it's such a creepy scene. Anyway, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm doing. I don't know what I need to roll to do that, but that is what I would like to do. Go ahead and roll to act under pressure. All right. If there was ever a time where you were acting under pressure, I think it's, <laughs> it's this. Come on, big money. That is a six. Constance or Alvin, if you can explain how you're helping out, and I think there's many ways you could, you can roll to help out. Yes, I have a way to help. So I am looking furiously for my flamethrower, but before I find it, I see JR pick up the blanket and it crosses my mind like, oh, we watched The Conjuring. Oh, no. I reach into my backpack and I pull out I pull out um, flavored whipped cream. It's a snack that I like to have. And I'm going to spray it into the air in the general direction that the noises are coming from to A, to distract it, but B, to like help her with her aim. Okay. I would have also accepted I also pick up a blanket, but I appreciate the creativity (laughs) of flavored whipped cream. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) It's a great snack. You know, Constance never takes the easy out, and that's one of my favorite things about it. Uh, Okay, roll to help out. Ooh, that's a seven. So on a seven to nine, your help grants them plus one, but you expose yourself to trouble or danger. The two of you combined successfully throw a blanket onto this creature and spray some flavored whipped cream in its direction. The blanket winds up draped over what you think must be some sort of appendage, and the flavored whipped cream reveals portions of two long spindly legs about seven feet long. Oh, God. This creature, again, must be about the size of a car, and it is thrashing and Constance, I think as you spray this whipped cream, one of those legs whips around and you feel a sharp pain in your stomach and your torso has been punctured by this sharp leg. Oh God. For two harm. Jesus. Uh. Alvin, what are you doing? Well, it reacting to a book is good news in in my book because I just can't wait to see (laughs) what it does with claws. So I'm going to, as I leap, I will yell out, Stan, get down! Uh, Stan has already jumped out of the mostly not yet fixed kitchen window and is no longer in the studio. He pieced out a while ago. Oh, okay, never mind. Good job, Stan! And yeah, as the uh, blanket and whipped cream make contact with the beast, Alvin, very shortly afterwards, also does so. Roll to kick some ass. Would it be helping out if he likes the flavor of the whipped cream a lot and it grants him... (laughs) Just like some added boost. <laughs> I bite the whipped cream because yum, yum, yum. I think you will ha- need to help out a second way. Oh, I don't want to risk it. I don't want to risk it. <laughs> uh, that's eight for me. On a seven to nine, you trade harm as established. Mm-hmm. What does it look like when you attack this mostly invisible creature? Alvin is going for some of the parts that got covered that seem to be interacting with its surroundings. So I guess there's like a blanket on a 
possible appendage and then some whipped cream on what seem to be legs, like supporting structures. So I think he'll go at the legs because if they're kind of spindly, maybe he can try to tear through them. Are you attacking with your bite or your claws? Uh, claws. You leap forward and you rend at the portion of this creature that has been revealed by the flavored whipped cream. I can't, I can't say that seriously. <laughs> you can just say whipped cream. This is like a super serious, scary fight. You don't have to say. And, you, and you've made it comedic with flavored whipped cream. If you could just say regular better. whipped cream. Well, no, hold that on. That doesn't make it any better. And it's, it's coffee espresso flavored whipped cream. So if, if that mm, helps. Latte. And that doesn't make it any worse. <laughs> Alvin, you leap forward to rake your claws over the portion of this creature that has been revealed, and you make contact, but it almost feels like it's not entirely there. Mm. Like its physical presence is not 100% of this reality. Mm -hmm. And in turn, you feel an invisible force strike you in the shoulder for three harm. Oof. And you are sent tumbling end over end across the room. Ow. Ouch. (laughs) There's another loud hiss, and you can see the two legs that you have revealed. The blanket falls off, but the two legs you can still see, and they are moving up the wall. Hmm. Oh, fuck. Flamethrower! Yeah, where's the Uh, flamethrower? I think it's probably back in the secret hiding spot. And this is back there. I'm not doing so hot. (laughs) You're still oak. You're fine. Just rub some dirt on it and walk it off. You'll be fine. You're going to get really good insurance. You're going to have the best insurance. <laughs> water. We got orange slices for half okay. time. Okay. I'm going to try to trap it. So I'm going to use magic. Constance puts her hands over her head, stop, drop, and roll style when she like sees <laughs> JR getting ready to. <laughs> so one of the things I can do with magic is trap a specific person, minion, or monster. So I'm going to try and trap it. In Constance's studio. Roll plus weird. Do, do, do. That is a seven. On a seven and nine, there's a glitch. Okay, <laughs> so hold on. I gonna... You choose the glitch and I decide what effect it has. It's a big glitch in your dining room. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say that it has a problematic side effect. Okay. I enjoy that one. <laughs> it's a good one. You pull out the key and you raise it to trap this creature here. And you can feel the magic, the latent energy in Constance's studio. Mm-hmm. This protection spell oh, that is just waiting to be activated. Uh-oh. And you harness that power in a way that I don't think you've been able to before. And this barrier goes up. But you realize you haven't done this before and there's a problem. That barrier hasn't just trapped Uh-oh. this monster. Oh. It has also trapped you. All of us are just me. As best as you can discern, it is trapped everyone where they are on the side of the barrier. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> fun. Uh, We've guys? saved Firmament. Job yes. done. <laughs> Still bleeding. Good job. You've got two harm. You're fine. <laughs> you um, big baby. And as you cast the spell, JR, the two legs that you can see are now positioned firmly at the center of the ceiling above all three of you. What do you do? Great. 
I'm going to army crawl to get the flamethrower. I'm not too far because it is that like little secret compartment is near the front door in the living room. So theoretically, I should be able to get to it pretty easily. Go ahead and give me a act under pressure roll. That's a good old 12. Whoa, it's a okay. good house. Hey, <laughs> I roll plus sharp for act under pressure. So. Oh, that's right. Constance, yeah. you army crawl through the living room over to the front door where the panel is and you pop it open and grab the flamethrower. Alvin, what are you doing? Uh, that's right. I just did. I just did the claws. The small portion that you can see of this creature is hanging suspended over you. It appears waiting for something. I guess the ceiling's not that high. I could try clawsing again. I was going to like chuck some more books at it. Why don't you roll to kick some ass? Because I think as you're throwing books... I throw them really hard. <laughs> well, you throw a couple books at the space where you imagine this creature's body to be. And as you do so, you can see the two legs release and it appears to be falling towards you. Ah. Over here, yeah. So why don't you, you roll to kick some glowy, ass? Glowy, invisible. Where'd you go? Books. Eight again. I think you tuck and roll and aim for the part of its body you can make out. Again, you make contact and you can sort of feel this phasing, like your claws are only interacting with bits and pieces as it's moving through. And you take two sharp jabs, I think one from a leg that you can see and one from one that you can't, and you're going to take three harm. Oof. I will tell you that whipped cream is starting to fall away. <gasps> so you don't know how long you have, but you probably are not going to be able to rely on that to see this creature for much longer. Okay, now. <laughs> I would like to run into the kitchen area and grab a thing of flour and then throw that <laughs> on the spider. Go ahead and give me an act under pressure. Didn't do super well last time I rolled act under pressure. Maybe this time will be different. It won't. That's a three. <laughs> and that's Oof. a oh boy. that's an experience. So you grab this thing of flour and you run back into the living room ready to throw it. Yep. And instead, it explodes in your face. And for the split second you have, oh you realize that one of its legs, newly floured, has punctured the bag and it sticks you straight through the chest for three harm. How much and harm? And pins you to the ground. How much harm? Three. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Oh, no. Just rub some dirt in it. You're fine. <laughs> Fuck off! So you can now see three legs of this creature, and it has pinned JR into the ground with one of them. Help. <laughs> Help. This doesn't feel very good, guys. So the flower didn't make it on the thing. It caught one of its legs, so you can see three now, but you still cannot make out any part of its body, such as it is. Can I try to leap onto where we think its body is and just hold on? To what end? I'm the target. Go ahead and give me a roll to protect someone. Yeah. I like to protect my friends by just getting on this thing. Ride it like a big horse. Eight. I rolled six three times in a row. <laughs> uh, so on a seven to nine, you protect them okay, but you'll suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get. So you leap onto this thing and you hear its hiss. And JR, the leg that just impaled you, retracts. 
and it spins around and collides with the lore library bookshelf and books just go flying all over the studio and alvin you're going to take two harm as the force of this thing slams you into the wall okay and as it bucks you off it starts climbing on the wall back towards jr just point at where i think it's body is. <laughs> i don't want to use the flamethrower i have it but i don't want to use it i don't want to burn up my entire studio so yeah sure. uh, i pass <laughs> i would like hmm. to probably call stony in the middle what? of this whole thing. He can't get in. <laughs> I still, we need help. JR, you get about four digits into dialing that number beep, and boop, the beep. spider is on top of you. Yeah! I sigh and I, I aim the flamethrower. Is your goal to dissuade it from attacking JR or are you trying to really inflict some harm? I'm trying to inflict some harm. Go ahead and roll to kick some ass. Mm, that's a seven. On a 7 plus, you inflict harm as established. So as JR is furiously dialing, you see the three legs of this creature closing incredibly quickly. I don't know if you all have watched a spider move before, but they are remarkably fast. And this strange digital version is no exception. It closes that distance in no time flat. Constance, you flip the nozzle on the flamethrower and a gout shoots forward and you hear that hiss again that guttural, low, digital hiss, and it shifts into a scream. And for a second, there's a moment of elation. And then when the flames clear, you can see the burn marks reveal its true form. A hulking spider, larger than a Hummer. Fuck. Eight long legs reaching out throughout the studio. It takes up almost the whole room. And as the soot and ash clear it turns on a dime and before you know what's happening it's on top of you one of its razor sharp claws punctures your thigh for two harm and you are going to take a minus one to any movement related activity as you feel at least one if not more major muscles tear oh god i'm unstable so i'm not moving anywhere and it, like a ragdoll, tosses you towards the main door. And as it does that, it pauses for a moment and sort of arches all of its legs and stands very tall and straight. And you can see the laptop and the phone glow a little bit brighter. And as they do, for a moment, its form is illuminated, like in those first moments. A pale blue light coalesces around it, and you can see the bits of ash and burnt chitin fade away. And its form is once again invisible, and any sign that you had inflicted damage upon it is gone. Great. 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 Fucking great. What do we want to do, friends? If any of you would like to read a bad situation... (laughs) (laughs) This has progressed from a normal bad situation to a very bad situation, so this would certainly be a time that you could do that. I will read a bad situation. I will try. (laughs) Someone with sharp. (laughs) Oh, that is a 10. On a 10 plus, hold three. I would like to know what is the best way to protect the victims. Assuming the victims are you? All of us stuck in this apartment. 
I would say there are two potential ways, neither of which you fully know the efficacy of, but they're the best you can come up with. Mm -hmm. The first would be to get that barrier down and run. You don't know how this thing operates, if it'll chase you or how it might, but being trapped in close quarters with it is going to kill you. Okay. The second way that you could protect the victims would be to destroy the phone and or the laptop. In the past, whatever sort of lesser issues you've had with this thing, that has put them on pause. So it's possible that destroying those devices would give you some relief. Okay. My second question is, are there any dangers that we haven't noticed? You see that Constance's phone has stopped glowing and based on the previous interactions you've had, it's possible that that could still be a danger as well. And my third question is, what's most vulnerable to me? The laptop and the phone. Okay. This monster, this spider. Is linked to that. It is. Well, and it's unclear how much, if any, damage you did, but it looks fine. It appears to have sort of rejuvenated itself in some way. So whatever you're doing, it is not vulnerable to you. Okay. I want to take out my... <laughs> I want to take out my big knife and stab the laptop with it. Nice. I'm still uh, holding the flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a proven tool. <laughs> oh, I meant... I that. Oh, that. oh <laughs> threateningly. I meant in my anger. I was just joking about using it on JR for killing my laptop. I didn't mean... <laughs> your grip tightens yeah. and you grit your teeth. <laughs> I want to stab the laptop with a big knife. I think it's going to be a act under pressure. All right. Stabby, stabby, stabby. Oh, and I've been bad about noting this, but when you read a bad situation and you act on the get answers, you get a plus one. Yeah. So take a plus one on this. So that is going to be a 12. You leap forward, JR, and I think you hear this creature moving towards you, and instinctively you tuck and roll, and you can feel the air overhead as one of its legs, one of its claws passes right by where you were. And as you finish this maneuver, you are right in front of the laptop and you bring the knife down and the screen shatters. And as it does so, there is a shrill high-pitched scream and you hear the spider frantically crawling around the studio. I'll put the big bowl over the laptop. But why are you putting the bowl over the laptop? And catch the spider. <laughs> are you stabbing the laptop again? Uh, no, I was going to stab the phone. Oh, then yeah, I put the bowl over the laptop. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're going for the phone? Yeah, I would like to stab the phone now with my okay. big knife. Okay, roll to kick some ass. All right, so uh, is that kicking ass or is that acting under pressure? This is a kick some ass. Oh, shit. All right. Well, that is going to be, and I'm assuming, do I still get a plus one because I... Yes. Okay, so that's going to be, it's going to be a seven. Again, you move forward and you drive your knife through this phone and you can hear a softer, much quieter shriek. And as you do that, there's just a small burst of those strange pixels that you saw previously. And victorious, you realize that you can hear the big spider behind you. Mm-hmm. And in, I think, your lower torso near your hip, Great. you feel a sharp stabbing pain 
Awesome. And you're going to take three harm. Oh, Christ. As once more you are impaled by one of its sharp legs. Okay, kids, I'm one away from dying. I grab JR's phone and call Leon. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. I think it... Hey, it's Leon. <laughs> mm. No, gotta stay true. The f- um, I think it uh, rings once and goes to voicemail. Well... <laughs> a scathing uh, message is left. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I guess I do leave a, a message, and I'm like, Leon, it's a big old digital spider, but it definitely hurts you in the real world. You need to get to my studio now. We have it contained here, but there is no way that uh, we're gonna survive this. <laughs> also, bring bring backup. And oh, this is Constance. <laughs> I figured you'd figure that one out. Okay, bye. Oh, and uh, Cecilia, probably. <laughs> yeah, we need help. <laughs> Alvin, what are you doing? So this spider is still around, right? It sure appears to be. I mean, it did just stab JR. Yeah, I peek under my bowl. Is the laptop still on? Uh, no, the laptop has been destroyed. The laptop's completely destroyed. And the phone's completely destroyed. It's still here. Alvin's kind of at a, at a loss. He's like, yeah, the phone and the computer, that made sense. It should be gone now. That Everything that... I've experienced so far as it should be gone, and my friends are very hurt. So I think in absence of having a bright idea, he tries to attract the attention and just tries to protect. Go ahead and roll to protect someone. Oh, that's another six, so eight. You step in front of JR to defend her as she slumps to the ground on, on the verge of losing consciousness. And as you do so, you are battered by multiple blunt strikes from three or four different legs inflicting two harm and driving you to your knees. No problem. Alvin, as you're driven to your knees trying to defend yourself against these blows, JR, you're on the verge of losing consciousness, and Constance, you are on the phone desperately trying to get a hold of Leon. In the corner, you hear the record player come on. It's not playing any particular song, it's just these strange dissonant tones, and they get more fevered and more feverish and you can hear the footfalls of this spider heading towards it, and then abruptly it stops, and everything is quiet. So it escaped into the record player? It does appear so. Oh. Constance, you said your record player is Bluetooth, correct? It is, yeah. I don't want to light my record player on fire, (laughs) just to be safe. Alvin will get up and say, Okay, so everybody knows Constance was right. That was a bad idea. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You're all paying for this. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and try and take the barrier down. Quinn, do you need me to roll to take the barrier down? I do think so, yes, based on what we established. All right. What does unstable do again? Unstable means your wounds will continue to get worse unless you receive medical treatment. JR, you are literally on the verge of losing consciousness cool. because cool. That's... you have taken two, three harm wounds. That's fun. Uh, well, that is going to be an eight. So what's the glitch? Oh, God. Uh, give me problematic side effect again. Uh, you lose consciousness. Cool. Yeah. Bye! Deuces. JR raises the key. And you can see a thin barrier sort of shimmer around the studio, and then it disappears, and she just falls unconscious. She passes out.
and her hand falls to the ground and the key clatters a few inches away. And Alvin, I need you to roll to act under pressure because there's never been a better time to take it. Ooh. This is, again, weird stuff, right? Yes. You can feel an itching sensation on your hand where the circle is. I scratch it. It feels fine. That's 13. <laughs> okay. I have to mindedly scratch my circle spot without realizing why. <laughs> um, I hand you JR's flip phone to call Cecilia directly mm-hmm. or whatever it is that will get us to medical help at yeah. the end. Hey everyone, it's your friendly neighborhood spookmaster Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 19 of Monster Hour, where we do not recommend clicking on strange links that you find on the internet. It will not end well for you. Although it does bring me great joy to tell you that clickbait was the real monster all along. Thank you to everybody who's been sharing the show with your friends, both in person and on social media. The internet is inescapable, which means your ratings, reviews, and mentions are the best way to help new folks find out about the show. Don't forget that if you tweet about the show using hashtag MonsterHourPod, you might wind up with a character named after you. Characters like Stan, the absent-minded tinkerer, and Spectre, the enigmatic hacker. Our spooky spotlight this episode is All My Hexes, where the truth starts six feet under. Something isn't right in Hexed, Texas. We are going to use cutting-edge paranormal equipment to investigate urban legends in this area. I guess I'm just pretty sure that there's ghosts there. You see the woman? She's in almost every picture. Which way do we go? Wrong wrong number. Unravel the mystery on Monster of the Week RPG podcast, All My Hexes. Find us online at Hex Podcast. That's H-E-X-T Podcast. That's it for me this week, folks. We'll be back with episode 20. Uh, Gosh, I cannot believe we made it to episode 20. Thank you all for listening and for your support. Uh, We will be back with episode 20 of Monster Hour on March 10th. See you then. I think the next time we see the three of you, it is the next morning. Cecilia is there along with Jasper. Stan is back working harder than you would expect on fixing that window. (laughs) (laughs) Motivation. Yep. JR has only recently regained consciousness after being treated for her injuries. JR, go ahead and heal one harm. Um, In fact, everyone go ahead and heal one harm. Oh, good. One harm. How generous of you, Quinn. Thank you. (laughs) Are you still in Club Unstable with me? Oh, yeah. Yay. I need go to and, go to sorry, the hospital. Heal one harm. Go ahead and heal one harm and uh, clear your unstable condition. But I'm at five harm. Yes. So I, if I'm- You got messed up real bad. Right. I think you get unstable again if you take any more damage. Oh. Yes. Okay. But you're not currently once unstable. You, okay. Once you do a heal, then you're not unstable, but you may not be below four. Gotcha. Okay. And we, once again, open on the three of you with your compatriots in the studio. Alvin is finishing some tidying, and then he situates the big bear that is from the hospital on the couch. Uh, it still says, congratulations, it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone finds comfort in that, but it's there. Mm, 
So, in summary, that's what happened, Cecilia, and that's why I told them it was a terrible idea. <laughs> Good God! Yeah, yeah, right? Right? Okay. An invisible spider the size of a car? Yeah, and we had books, you know, to smush it. And a bowl. And a bowl, I think yes. we might it a- need more. It wasn't big enough. This is why it's really, really great to have you on the team, because clearly we don't make the best long-term decisions. And Jasper chimes in, let me get this straight. It's a giant, invisible spider. Mm -hmm. It comes out of computers. Check. Or other electronic devices. Yep. It preys on people by coming out through their apps on their phones and getting them to open some sort of connection. Yeah. And... It can heal itself. Maybe. I think it heals itself via connection. I think if it yeah. hadn't had mm-hmm. the devices, it would have maintained that damage. So yeah, that would explain why it ran away when you destroyed its connection. Um, I'm still going to go with we're pretty well fucked. Yeah, that's the yeah. spirit, Jasper. Now, can you sew up this other wound? JR... I gotta be real honest with you. I think you need a, a blood transfusion and and several weeks convalescing uh, to heal the <laughs> the large sutured but still you know unstable injuries that you have suffered. We don't have time for vacation right now, but yeah, what's the like the patch job? What can we do to like just kind of keep me upright? Cecilia says. I mean, I could give you some morphine. It might help temporarily, but you really need rest and relaxation and time to heal. I don't really have time for rest, relaxation, and time to heal. But yes, a little bit of a painkiller would be helpful, I think. Maybe. We are in the middle of an opiate epidemic. Just like one morphine, please. Well, I'm curious what that does to your magic abilities. (laughs) Oh, no. He'd get all up on morphine and be like, I can heal everyone. <laughs> Cecilia frowns, but she pulls out a needle, flicks it twice, oh, and gives you a shot. And uh, JR, go ahead and heal one more harm. But if you suffer more harm, the consequences will be worse. Great. Love it. This is sort of like a, a temporary yeah. health. Yeah, that's fair. So hear me out, gang. Mm-hmm. I know I just got done telling everyone what a terrible idea this was, but I kind of think we need to do it again (laughs) in a controlled environment where we can lure it in. We have Mm -hmm. enough people and enough weapons to kill it without any tech in the room. Like we like summon it with a cell phone and then we kill that cell phone the moment it shows up so that it can't rejuvenate itself off of that sweet, sweet internet connection. We did scare. Mm-hmm. It was scared. And yeah. It, it fled from us once the machines were broken. Cecilia, Jasper, you with us? And I like lift my hand in the air and kind of wince <laughs> a little and go. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> they look at you and each other and grimace and don't say anything. That's not a no. Come on, Jasper. I know you own a bunch of guns. Yeah. I got one shotgun. Well. But it's a good one, right? It works real well. There is no way in hell I'm going to fight an invisible spider. Way to... Way That's to, the spirit, way Daylight Society. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, come on. <laughs> way to go. The Daylight Society is a um, 
resource. They are not monster hunters. Yet. In game mechanics terms, they are not allies that will back you up in a fight. I just think we so weren't monster hunters. weather friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we weren't monster hunters until our first Strigoi, so. That's true. Alvin has a point here. It's kind of like a. It only takes one. one. Yeah, it only takes one monster. monster. <laughs> <laughs> they might help you get set up for a fight, but. Yeah, maybe they have resources for where we can do it. I think Cecilia looks at you, Constance, when you say your plan and looks at JR and says, this thing almost killed you. You want to invite it back immediately? No, no. (laughs) I think we, no, no, no. I think we want to like, I need to get uh, maybe a second knife. Uh, Obviously a new suit because you can't fight a spider in a suit with a hole in it. That's just disrespectful to the process. Several holes. Um, Yeah, uh, the flowers seem to work, so I think we're going to want more of that. Can we fashion some armor of some sort for you two? Yeah. Also, another book. I think we just need to think bigger. Find the biggest book. Constance shakes her head. (laughs) Oh, no, no, this plan's doomed already. (laughs) Yo, I have that storage unit downstairs, remember? (gasps) We used it for that dead body. Don't worry about it. It's long story. We could fashion ourselves a good old rat trap. A A trap. A trap. A good old old murder room for monsters. (laughs) Yeah, a murder room for monsters. We could set it up. It's not murder if it's a monster. I think hey. it's still murder. It's a death but... room. Hey. It's just a death room. Hear me out. We could totally do this. We get everything ready. We, you know, I like nudge JR. Like, you know, maybe we cast a very particular kind of entrapping spell before we summon it. Yeah. And then, like and then we like have one cell phone in the middle of the storage unit mm-hmm. and someone uses it as bait and then immediately runs out of the storage <laughs> then we close the door of the storage thing and then try to kill it when it's in there like put a hole in the door and put the flamethrower through that yeah sure why not i'm not yeah. using the storage unit for anything or what other things i mean i saw you got stan and i were eyeing you've got this new like a little workbench kind of tinkering stuff oh yeah set going on here maybe we can think up some i know stan's got a lot of ideas as well i'm sure we could with your two heads together I also would really like to take your Encyclopedia Britannica that I see over there and, like, attach it to the ceiling and then release it. <laughs> Jared's really dedicated to this, like, dropping bug this on the big spider. big book plan. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you can do it as long as you also try some magic. <laughs> it's good to have multiple plans. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a better plan than <laughs> what we had the first time. Oops. Can we magic? Can you magic it small? Can you <gasps> make the spider small? Um, yeah. Maybe I can try to do. I mean, one of the one of the things that magic can do is do something that is beyond human limitations, and certainly humans cannot make things small, but magic <laughs> oh, can. No. If we're gonna I get technical about that, particularly, <laughs> I think attempting to shrink a monster is beyond the scope of that. That would be uh, some big magic you'd have to try. Shit. Well, I mean, big magic I don't think is out of the realm of possibility That's if true. we're setting yeah. traps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and if you make it small, then we can use my old train set. And <laughs> that would be excellent. You want to tie it to the railroad tracks and like... Like old I'll grow his nightly whiplash mustache. Yeah. And cackle as the train runs over the spider. I mean, there's a lot of little buildings and things involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I can drop a book on it. So before. Yeah. Trick be- it. 
Before we get too far down this path, look, I love it. This is an excellent brainstorm. No I bad see ideas. Cecilia eyeing us right now, but real quick, just to make sure this isn't uh, everyone on the death mobile down the snowy mountain. <laughs> it's not the skis scenario. again. <laughs> yeah. Is there an obvious thing that we're overlooking? <laughs> is there? I look for sleds. Can I roll for sleds? <laughs> Metaphorical sleds. I think Jasper and Cecilia are just staring at the three of you. And even Stan has stopped working. And they're all just staring at you. Flabbergasted. Yeah, I know. It's surprising that we get anything done. Well, it's surprising we're still alive. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, hey, no idea is a bad idea. What do you guys think? No, all of these are bad ideas. (laughs) Well, then, what are the three of you thinking? No, I think the storage locker thing is a good idea. Unless one of you has a better hey, idea and wants I to help out, are... then frankly... Okay, the storage oh, locker man. might actually work, yeah. but yeah. everything else is bad. Flamethrower is a good idea. I mean... Traps? It, yeah. Tiny train sets just fun, you know? That's just like yeah. letting off some steam and... Out of context, great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when we're done with this, like, a Constance, I definitely want to... Choo choo choose that model train set as a hobby to pick up. So I think, uh, you know, I think that no, is nobody gonna no nobody's gonna I, laugh I mean, at my I, joke. I, my I joke. got it. Okay, good. I got it. Right. <laughs> I can't laugh. I have an abdomen wound. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ow. But I think Ow. I think uh, I th- yeah, there's some good ideas in there. It's not mm-hmm. all bad. Jesus, with negative Nancy over here. The three of you almost died. I'm sure they haven't graduated to monster <laughs> hunters yet. Yeah, how oh! many monsters have you guys killed? Hmm. One, two. Almost. Keyword none. here, almost. I think uh, Cecilia looks at you, Constance, and she looks hurt. Aww. And uh, she stands up and walks what? out. Shit. Oh, what? What? Why? Because we were rude. Well, we were, were getting over some rude. injuries. And sometimes you need a little dark humor. We were super rude. How are we rude? They said there are no good ideas. We had some good ideas. <laughs> we have to have some positivity in the room at this moment. <laughs> Otherwise, you just cower in a corner and don't do anything. <laughs> we'll send her uh, an edible an edible arrangement once we're not dead and the spider is dead. Let's do that. How about that? Can we agree to send Cecilia an edible arrangement? Well... I think Constance is going to make a mental note to go visit Cecilia when this is all over and explain, like, we are kind of in this alone in terms of, like, we've been doing this on our own, more or less. And sometimes, yeah, you just need to be able to laugh through the literal and metaphorical pain uh, and try to pretend like this isn't always a life or death thing. Otherwise, it's going to catch up with you and you're just going to freeze in place. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Well, I think we've got our marching orders. I think our next goal is going to be to set a spider trap. We may need some more information too before we yeah. before we set it because when we were in there with the the laptop and the phone, the the phone was another source. Like there was another thing mm-hmm. trying to come out. So it's probably not just one big spider. Like it's a whole. You think it's a whole mess of a whole group of something just trying to get out. Yeah. So my worry is if we set a we set a trap, and we just get one of them. We just get one of them. So we need to figure out if there's like an ur spider. Yeah. That we can we can draw out and get. What were the other clues we had? We had the like fishing poster on the on the dorms, right? Mm-hmm. We wanted to go back and visit the dorms. 
Yeah, we never followed up on that. Yeah, well, it'll give I, us time as well to formulate and like build any sort of trap or device or, you know. Yeah. Well, also, trap. so I don't know if it's going to be in the dorm technically or if the, I mean, the, the flyer was in the dorms, but I think the flyer was like for a specific organization. So it was something on campus. I don't think it was the dorm specific. It was what, whatever organization put that flyer together. It was campus IT. Campus IT. Mm. Let's go talk to the nerds. And I say that with love. Maybe they can tell me what <laughs> clickbait is because I still haven't learned. Did we ever hear back from Leon? Uh, you have not yet. Uh-oh. And Jasper and Cecilia didn't say anything? I think as the three of you are talking about Leon, Jasper, who's been kind of standing in the corner not really saying anything, turns this. Leon's out with Detective Galvan. You know, they're chasing down the Chief Stony lead. Pardon? <laughs>